If you just got the results back from your MRI of your low back, shoulder, hip, knee, or other place, or you're thinking that you need an MRI of some body part to determine the pain, can you actually rely on MRI? Many people, understandably, think that MRI is the gold standard. It's going to tell you exactly what's going on, and therefore, it's going to tell your healthcare provider exactly how to fix it, whether that's surgery or physical therapy or chiropractic or other alternative medicines. But the big question is, can you rely on MRI? And the reality may be much different than you would expect. So let's examine the reliability of MRI. Let's talk about when you definitely need an MRI, when you don't need an MRI, and how to interpret the results of your MRI. Because many times people get an MRI and it leads to unnecessary treatment, false beliefs, false narratives about their body. And oftentimes getting an MRI actually just makes things much worse long Term. Hey, before we get started, I'm Dr. Anthony Davis with Shapeshift Wellness, and this is the Health or Hoax podcast. Obviously, you can find this on my YouTube channel if you're watching there under Shapeshift Wellness, and the podcast is searchable under Health or Hoax. I help people with chronic pain and recurring injuries to reclaim the active life that they love through evidence-based lifestyle modifications like movement, sleep, meditation, nutrition, and generally finding a way to enjoy their life through all of the things that I've just mentioned. So if you're looking to work with me one-on-one -on -one and you want a pointer as to what to do with your own chronic pain and recurring injuries, you can book a free call with me. The link is in the description, and I look forward to talking to you. Now, let's dig into the meat of today's episode. Let's start off with why. Why do we want imaging in the first place? Now, that's going to be a two-part question because from a clinician's perspective, why would I want to get an MRI? But what I actually want to start with is why would you, the patient, the person who's been suffering with chronic pain or recurring injury, why would you want to get an MRI? Now, it may seem obvious and it is, of course, important to uncover what is going on. Why are you in pain? What is happening? But when you're a patient, I can understand. You're in pain. You don't know why. You are worried. You know, you're fearing the worst. You're fearing major injury, tearing things, herniating things, it's breaking things, etc. And as a result of that, you want to get an MRI. You want to see exactly what's going on because you think that that is going to impact your treatment and get you the appropriate treatment. But we'll cover this later in the episode. I think you might be surprised at how little an MRI actually tells us, us meaning your healthcare providers. So the big picture is if you have pain and you're feeling like you want to get an MRI, you might be thinking, well, there's basically two things, two answers that you're trying to get. Most likely, these are the two answers you're trying to get from your MRI. One is, why am I in pain? And the second question that you probably want answered is, what do I do about it? So the question is then, does the MRI provide those answers? Does the MRI tell you, why are you in pain? And does it tell us what do we do about it? 
Now, it really depends on which clinician you're asking. Now, if you're asking a surgeon, then that's why they use MRI, is they use an MRI to identify some structure to perform surgery on. And if there's nothing on the MRI to perform surgery on, they don't, they cannot do surgery, right? So for a surgeon, and this is why I, I sometimes remind patients that getting an MRI is just taking you one close, one step closer to surgery. That's all an MRI is in many cases, not all cases, because sometimes we absolutely need an MRI. But in, in many cases, we find that getting an MRI is just taking you one step closer to surgery. Now, what does it tell me? I deal with acute and chronic injuries. Mainly, I specialize in chronic injuries and recurring injuries or chronic pain. And I have patients coming in frequently with many previous MRIs. Oh, here's my MRI of my cervical spine. Here's my MRI of my lumbar spine. Here's my MRI of my shoulder. What do you think of this? What do you think of this? What do you think of this? And most of the time that I, I, I interpret these MRIs for my patients, I look through the MRI and I say, I, I basically just wrap it up with, uh, yeah, everything on here is really normal. So congratulations, you have a healthy spine. Well, <laughs> sometimes they're not happy with that because they have been, you know, reading it themselves, of course, like a, like a good, you know, diligent person who takes their health seriously would do. But these reports have a lot of big, scary sounding words that don't actually matter. The biggest example that's on most MRIs is degeneration. Degeneration of the spine, so degenerative disc disease, degeneration of other joints in the body, and or like facet arthrosis or those types of things. And they sound scary. They sound like a big deal, but they're just not. They're just not a big deal in most cases, especially if it says mild or moderate before the degeneration word. If it says severe, then maybe we care about it. But if it says mild or moderate, that's super common. Most people have a little degeneration. All that is is dehydration of the joints. It is not a huge deal. So my point is that with most patients, when they present their MRIs to me, I didn't order them, but they just come their new patients and they're trying to be thorough with their health history and they show me their MRIs. And most of the time I look at them and I tell them nothing on here should concern you. Nothing on here should be weighing heavily on your mind. We do not need to change what's on the MRI in order to get you out of pain. And that is the biggest thing. So did the MRI tell you why you're in pain, and did it tell us what to do about it? In most cases, no, it doesn't. So how can we, <laughs> I'll get to this at the end of the episode, but that's the big question is, so how do we determine why you're in pain and what to do about it? First, I wanna talk about guidelines for imaging. So we have clinical practice guidelines as clinicians that tell us when we actually need to get imaging. Now, different guidelines tell us slightly different things, but they all basically agree on the same premise. So you may have experienced a time where you've asked your healthcare provider to, please, can we, can we get an x-ray of this? Can we order labs? Can we order a blood test? Can we get an MRI? Can we do this test? Can we do that test? And they've said no. I'm not, I'm not ordering the test. We don't need to. There's no reason to order this test. Now, 
you you also may have scoured the internet and read too many forums and found the one very very unfortunate person's story you know they're very few and far between it does happen where we don't order imaging and it turns out there was something serious like cancer that we missed that is tragic that is absolutely tragic um i would be curious in those cases to go back and read their health history and see if the clinician did a thorough exam first, because we should have indication that it's time to get imaging in many of those cases. Um, so sometimes that is not necessary. We didn't order imaging because we didn't do a, a thorough exam and we didn't take a thorough history in the first place. But if we had gotten to know you better, if we had asked you more questions, if we had actually sat down and took, took time, this, by the way, I mentioned this in a previous episode of if your doctor only takes five minutes to talk to you, find a new doctor because they're more likely to miss something. Uh, this is why I take 60 minutes. I take an entire hour every time that I see my patients because I need to understand their full health history so I don't miss anything serious. But most of the time, if you've asked for imaging or special tests or labs or anything like that, and your doctor said no, there's a good reason. It's because you legitimately don't need it. And actually ordering the images can just make things worse. So if you don't, I'm just going to basically tell you a couple of uh, red flags that we as clinicians would want to get imaging. Trauma, any kind of trauma, that's that's an indication to at least get an x-ray. So if you fall, if you, you know, God forbid you were in a fight or abused or something like that, definitely um, time to get an image. So if there was trauma, if there was blunt force trauma of any kind, it is time, definitely, well, let's get an image, um, at least an x-ray. Next is, you know, red flag symptoms. So if you're exhibiting any, what we consider red flag symptoms, these are things like fever, sweats, chills, recent unexplained changes in appetite or thirst or weight or hair loss or hair gain or um, things like that and uh, changes in vision you know uh, pain that uh, doesn't change with changes in position uh, those those are things that we as clinicians usually um, I mean any good clinician is a screening for those things and if you have those things then we're probably going to ask you a bunch more follow-up questions now don't freak out don't go google a list of red flag questions because the thing is that uh, most people will have at least one red flag right I mean being uh over a certain age, um, over 50, uh, is a red flag, right? Technically. So that doesn't mean that everybody over 50 has, you know, cancer. Obviously that's not true at all, but if you're over 50 and you ha have recently developed fever, sweats, chills, and you've got, uh, you know, unexplained, a loss in weight, um, like you lost 10 pounds in a month without trying, that's really suspicious. And we need to immediately, um, order an x-ray and probably blood work. And there's probably going to be an additional host of um, follow-up tests. And then the last thing that is, uh, this is the big one, that this is the one that I tell people most of the time, is they say, can we get imaging? Can we get an MRI? They just hurt their back. They were lifting a couch and they, they, they hurt their back. And they're worried that they have a disc herniation. And I do my exam and I think, I, I tell them, you know, I think you might have a bit of a an disc injury to the spine, maybe at, at least a little bit of swelling there. It seems to be irritating a nerve that's going down your leg. And they, they say, well, do we need to get an MRI? And I say, no, we don't need to. We're going to assume that it is what it, I, I think it is. We're going to treat it like it is. 
And it doesn't make a difference to treatment. If it is or it isn't, I'm still going to treat you the same. If we get the MRI and it says, yep, there's a disc herniation at L4-5, boom. Okay, cool. doesn't change anything that I'm going to do with treatment. So we might as well try the treatment first. And this is what our clinical practice guidelines tell us to do, is to try conservative treatment. That means exercise, manual therapy, that type of thing. And try it for at least eight weeks and see if it gets better. And if it doesn't get better within eight weeks, or especially if it gets worse within eight weeks, then yeah, it's let's get an image to make sure we're not missing something more important. But let's say you do order the image. This is the other thing is that, okay, now we order the images and it's not even just MRI. This goes for all tests. People get really frustrated when we go, we send them for x-ray, we send them for MRI, we send them for blood work, we send them for all these tests and it comes back normal. And I tell them, no, it's normal. And I know many people, especially with chronic pain or chronic illness that have had all the tests and they all come back normal, but now they're left with this very frustrating sort of um, situation of, okay, great. I guess it's good that it's normal, but not really because now I don't know what the fuck is going on. Why am I in pain then? Why am I in so much pain all the time? Why am I so tired all the time? Why am I always getting sick? Why, why, like, why am I having all these issues? And so it can be very frustrating to get a bunch of normal tests, but I know it sounds simple, but it is absolutely the truth. When that is the case, as long as your healthcare providers have taken ample time to understand your full health history, asked you all the millions of questions that are so annoying to have to answer over and over again, but we're doing it so that we can actually rule these things out. As long as that's the case, that's fucking awesome. That means you can actually relax a little bit. We don't need to be in overprotective mode now. We don't need to be sounding the pain alarm systems. We can take a breath. We can relax. We can move, we can enjoy gentle movement at first and then moderate amounts of movement. We can ease back into things because there's nothing serious. And even if you're in pain, this is really important. So listen uh, really carefully right now. Even if you're in pain, you can still exercise because hurt, it hurts, but hurt does not equal harm. That is a huge, huge mindset change when you've been in chronic pain for a long time. I'm going to say it again because it is so important for you to understand that in most, not all, most cases, hurt does not equal harm. And therefore, we can continue to exercise even if it's a little bit painful. That's fine. Okay, next. So what do we make of the stuff on the MRI? So let's say you do see some stuff on the MRI. You've got some disc degeneration, right? That's osteoarthritis. You've got some disc herniation, maybe a disc herniation. You've got some facet arthrosis. Maybe you have a spondylolisthesis, um, any of those things. Well, Essentially, you know, most of those things are normal and common. I'm going to tell you about a couple of studies that I think are really important for people to understand about um, spinal stuff. And it doesn't matter if it's spinal stuff or shoulder stuff or hip stuff. I could pull up studies for any area of the body, and it's going to tell you basically the same stuff. I'm going to I'm going to share some studies on low back pain because low back pain is the number one cause of disability in the entire world. But again, as a reminder, this stuff applies to any area of the body. Okay, so first, stuff that we used to think does not heal, well, guess what? 
it heals. So for example, two thirds of disc herniations heal on their own given enough time. If you give it six months, you give it a year, two thirds of disc herniations will heal on their own. The worse it is, the more likely it is to completely heal on its own. So more serious uh, disc injuries like protrusions, et cetera, sequestrations. So we're gonna see upwards of 98% of them completely heal on their own. Even if you do nothing, no treatment, they spontaneously heal because the body is fucking amazing at healing itself. Um, side note, recent study came out on ACLs. I think it actually was about two thirds of ACL tears, complete 100% torn ACL. About two thirds of them, if, I, if memory serves, uh, heal on their own. So it's not just low back, it's not just discs, it's all over the body. Stuff heals, it's pretty cool. If you just give it time, if you're patient, a lot of the stuff heals. So you can always just see if you're one of the lucky ones. But the good news, I'll tell you this in just a second, is that even if it doesn't heal, there's still really good news. Hey, real quick, just remember, if you've got chronic pain, if you've been dealing with this kind of stuff, if you're trying to interpret your MRIs and it's just driving you crazy, if you're getting the runaround from your doctors, if you're not getting solutions, long-term solutions to your chronic pain or recurring injuries, I'm here to help. You can book a free discovery call with me. We just get on the phone call, we chat a little bit, I get to know what you've been dealing with, and then if I can help, I'll help. I can help you from anywhere in the world. And I've helped tons of people, even virtually, because honestly, a lot of this is education and accountability. I can write you a program. I can get you going, get you on your feet and get you back to the active life that you deserve to be living. So book a free call with me. Now, let's get back to it. So even if it does not heal we still have really good news. So here's just a, a random sampling from um, 3,000 people, a little over 3,000 people. And we found that when we take an MRI of 3,000 people who have zero pain, this is an MRI of 3,000 people who have zero low back pain, you would expect these people to have perfect looking spines on an MRI, but they don't. Instead, what we see is that by age 40, and I could tell you this for any age range, but I just picked 40 because I think it's a good, um, it's a, you know, it's young enough that you might be surprised by these numbers, okay? So at age 40 in people with zero low back pain, 68% of them have disc degeneration, 50% of them have disc bulges, 33% of them have disc protrusions, 22% of them have annular fissures, that's a tearing of the basically the ligamental structure around the disc. Um, the, well, it's part of the fiber cartilage, doesn't matter. 18% um, of them have facet to degeneration, and 8% of them have um, a, a spondylolisthesis. So it is incredibly common for people who have no pain to have stuff on their MRI. That sounds scary, but in fact, all of these things are quite common and quite normal. However, the same group, Brinjikji, um, they did another follow-up study and they looked at the comparison of people who have no pain to people who have pain. And they did find that people with pain were slightly more likely to have stuff on an MRI than people without pain. 
which makes sense. But the big takeaway here is that it's not a huge difference. So yeah, if you have pain, it's a little bit more likely that you have, you know, disc degeneration, disc bulges, et cetera. But it's not like double. It's not twice as likely. And it's definitely very common for people without pain to have all the same stuff anyway. So therefore, we cannot blame the structure 100% for 100% of your pain. It might be part of the pie. It might be part of the why. Why are you in pain? Why are you in pain? Yeah, fine. The disc thing might be part of it, but it is by no means even close to being the complete pie. Okay, we need to look elsewhere other than structure to give you a complete answer. So now let's let's talk about that. The why and the what. So why are you in pain and what do you do about it? So if we're get, considering getting an MRI, I know as, as a patient, you want to know why are you in pain and what do you do about it? So we've already talked about this, but does the MRI tell you those things? No, because it cannot accurately tell you with 100% confidence that this thing on the MRI is 100% of the reason that you had pain. And if you did not have this thing, then you would not have pain. That is just not how MRI works because it is so common to see these things in people who have no pain. So the MRI cannot tell you that. So how, wh why are you in pain? That's, that's the big fucking question, isn't it? Well, I, I cannot get 100% into that in one episode. In fact, it would t I can't even tell you that um, in an episode because that's, uh, that's a very individual question. Everybody's um, pie, so to speak, or I've used the cup analogy before, where the cup fills up with stuff, and if it overflows, then you get pain. So, and it could be filled up with anything. It could be filled up with um, structural things. It could be filled up with over uh, overuse. It could be filled up with stress, emotional stress, mental stress, um, uh, poor sleep. Um, it could, you know, uh, poor nutrition, uh, toxic food, toxic environment. Any of those things can fill up the cup. So, um, each person's cup it looks totally unique. So we got to figure out what's in the cup. That's the big challenge. That is the big challenge. And that is why I work with people for so long um, and for uh, such a long durations for each session, because we need to really dive in. We need to get to the absolute bottom, the root causes, plural, 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 the multiple factors that are all interacting to create your pain experience or lead to you having recurring injuries, right? It's not as simple as a muscle imbalance or a disc herniation or something like that. So now what about the what? So what do we do about it? And again, the MRI does not tell us that because whether you have the disc herniation or not, I'm going to treat you based on other information. I'm not just treating the disc herniation. I'm treating you, a human being, with all of these attitudes, um, beliefs, culture, expectations, hobbies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you need to get back to different activities than somebody else does. So I need to treat you differently. Even if you both have the exact same disc herniation, I still have to treat you differently. So it doesn't tell us what to do. So if we want to know what to do, that's where you and your healthcare provider sit down and you have a heart to heart and we really determine what are your goals. We set clear goals 
that are specific to you that you genuinely care about. Now, I could come up with the goals. I could tell you, you need this many degrees of spinal extension and this many degrees of spinal flexion, and then you're good. But that's bullshit. What about you? What do you want to be able to do? Oh, you can't pick up your newborn baby without excruciating low back pain, and that makes you feel like you're not the parent that you deserve to, that your parent that your kids deserve to have. Though well, that's a deep why. That's a deep uh, goal. Uh, something to really work towards. Perfect. Everything we do in our rehab is going to be working towards getting you to be able to have fun with your kids and pick them up and play with them and do all the things that you love. So again, I'm not treating a disc herniation. I'm treating a human being. As a bit of a recap, when does it matter? Let's go back to, so so when does the stuff on the MRI matter? And when do we want to get the MRI or the x-ray or the special laboratory tests or whatever, blood work? And basically that is if we have red flag symptoms, things that just sound fishy when uh, we take a thorough health history and do a thorough exam. And if we've tried treatment for at least eight weeks and you're not getting any better or maybe you're getting worse, then definitely it's time to go ahead and get the MRI. And then the other thing about when does it matter? When do the findings on the MRI really matter? And well, I mean, that's the obvious stuff. That's the stuff like fractures and cancer, tumors. You know, these are the things that really matter on the MRI. Um, so we want to look for those things, but as long as those things aren't there, be fortunate, be, be grateful that, uh, you you have a, a very healthy body. That's fantastic. It may not feel like it. It may not feel like it. Okay. Because of the pain, because of the limitation to your activities. But despite that, Compared to having fractures and cancer, you're pretty fucking healthy. So be grateful. So big picture, let's wrap it up. When we look at MRIs, they are a useful tool, first of all, to rule out serious conditions. That's that's the big one. That's really the big one. Um, and we can use them to inform our treatment, but we should not reduce you and your health and your experience of pain uh, to... just a single structure on an MRI because you're not a machine, you're a human being. So we can use these things, they can be part of treatment, but they should not be our go-to thing. Not to mention the cost of doing all these images, it's not cheap, and they don't help us that much in most cases anyway. So if we just order MRIs, oh, and this is what, you know, this is something I forgot to mention in the episode is that if we, if we order the MRIs and you see the disc herniation, I think this is, was kind of implied with some of my earlier comments, but if you see the MRI and it is scary, that's going to lead to you having fear of movement. You're less likely to do exercise, which is what would actually get you better in the first place. Um, and that fear is going to create chronic stress and chronic stress means chronic inflammation, which means your nerves are more sensitive, which means you're in more pain more of the time. Oh, and by the way, cause you're in chronic stress, you're not able to recover. Oh, you can't get as good of sleep because you're stressed. And so you're not recovering. You're not actually healing the tissues anyway. So obsessing over the MRI is just not 
helpful. So big picture, it's just, it's not that getting an MRI and the stuff that most people see on the MRI doesn't matter. I'm not saying that your, you know, disc herniation doesn't matter. I'm saying it's just, it doesn't matter as much as most people think. It doesn't matter nearly as much as most people think. Okay. Because even if you have the thing on the MRI, you can still get back to a pain-free life without changing that structure. So I hope you view that as a hopeful message showing you that you can recover, that you can move beyond the structure and look at your life holistically, look at you as a whole person and recover from that lens. Don't get obsessed with the tiny little structure on the MRI. So can you rely on MRI? It can be a useful tool, but it is not a silver bullet. It is not the gold standard. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening to this on a podcast platform, it would mean the world to me if you would like this, comment, share it, anything that you can do, leave a review. That would be amazing. It helps us out tremendously. If you're watching the video, please like and subscribe. Seriously, it helps get this out so much. It really makes a huge impact to me. And all it is for you is clicking a button. So please help me out. Click that button. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you in the next episode.